Recording. <laughs> now we are. <laughs> when you sing a song and the words are all wrong, look at Jeffrey. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't teach him tricks. Look at Jeffrey. Look at Jeffrey. You're listening to the Look at Jeffrey podcast. I'm Scott, back with Travis and Joe. And today, we have a special guest on. No, you're not a special guest? Just a guest. Not Just a special. guest. <laughs> yeah, all right. You well, we know. have <laughs> our buddy, Justin. Bulls on on the show. Hi, everybody. What's up? How's it going? We're all big, huge fans of you, Justin. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, do I'm you, sorry to hear that. Did you <laughs> listen back to that podcast from July? From July when we talked about it? Yeah. I hadn't listened back to it. I did not know that until... Okay, so Scott said you were coming in this week. And I right. was like, awesome. But we had never met. So I was like, hey, cool. We got somebody coming in. Great. And then I, I started thinking about it. I was like, wait, we talked about... You had, you all had both done some type of thing at um, Southport. Southport. Yeah? Yeah. They, yeah. Okay. They did the rock show that I went to. Yes. And you went. I didn't get to go. The... We came in that week. We talked about it, and I again. Clue, Wait, was this I had no last idea. July? This was the this July was, that this, just passed. July, July, July that just. Oh, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I had no, I had no clue. So we go down this rabbit hole of talking about the the bands that were there and all the people that were there, and your name came up, and we started pulling music and all kind of shit. And you can hear like the shot. I'm like, who is this guy? What the? <laughs> fuck? He's from here. I was like, what the fuck. <laughs> And then once they got to Chris Cornell, like the conversation stopped. I was like, "Holy shit! What the fuck? That's him!" I was freaking out. I was like, oh, "Yeah, you are." Uh, I appreciate that. You blew oh, me course. away with the, the super unknown set. I, 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 I'm not a huge Soundgarden fan, but I, I really do like Chris Cornell a lot. Uh huh. You fucking killed it. Thank man. you, bro. So thank you, man. Thank you. That's what. I, that's what. It does Chris has been one of my like biggest influences from. Well, when I started picking up a guitar, and you're you're, you're and doing singing. him a, a huge honor. So and I appreciate your tribute that. to him. It's, it's that means fantastic. a lot. That means a lot. Thank you. Buddy. Now I'm done sucking your dick. <laughs> you don't have to do it anymore. I get, I get all, that was the I, two minutes. That was that was what my three hundred dollars was for right there. <laughs> I get all, that was my sixty seconds of dick sucking. I get all. all right. I get all starstruck with the with yeah. the big names. I don't know if you again know. not that big. I don't know if you know. It's, it's medium sized. Do you know? Right. Do you know Gary Rucker? Do you know Gary Rucker? I know I I you know I've never met Gary. Well, I I know him. I, I know to, who he is. I went to college with him and we were in theater together. But I'm not sure if he remembers me. <laughs> yeah, every time Gary comes in or Gary gets mentioned or Gary calls in or whatever it is, Travis always says, "Gary, did you know that we went to college together?" It's just it's an ongoing <laughs> bit. Joe, every time Gary's like, "What? What?" That's how we stored in my phone. What? Gary Rucker, I went to school with him. I went to he school may not with him. He may not remember him. And so Oh, God. No, no, no. Is that you and you said you picked up a guitar? Is that was the first? Because when we were talking that day, Scott mentioned in passing. He's like, yeah, yeah, he did drums on this and he did keys on this. I was like, wait, wait, wait. The dude sings and he played the guitar and he plays keyboards and drums and and he's an attorney. What the fuck is going on? How many hours does this dude get a day? (laughs) What the fuck is going on? There's still not enough. There's the, still not enough these days. Wait, I'm, I'm exhausted. You guys. are the it's, Justin Molazon that's an attorney in Metairie? Yes. I didn't. 
I thought I was looking at the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> I am the same dude. I am the same dude. One click, that's it. Both Man. <laughs> One click, that's it. <laughs> always busting. Yeah, we're going to get popped. It's we're always get helpful. For that. We won't get busted. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's always helpful to have a friend who's an attorney. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it sometimes <laughs> helps yeah. if he's ask, in your family. Ask all my musicians friends. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so that's what, started. <laughs> that's what started. The guitar was the first thing. That Piano. You Piano, really? Piano. Um, I did it when I was four. And my parents were the ones that pushed it on me. They said, the story they tell me is I was bored because they were skiing and this was after ski. And they were at the wherever drinking and doing and doing what yeah. over at the, at the bar. And they'd set me at the table and I was four and I figured out how to make taps on the uh, wine glasses. <laughs> yeah, and they were yeah. like, let's put them in some piano lessons. So they put <laughs> me through piano lessons. I think I did it for maybe six or eight months. Completely forgot about it. I turned 10 and said, maybe I'll try that again. Went back and did it again. Started to actually learn how to do it. And then I turned 12, and they were like, let's put you into some competitions. You're going to play in front of people. And I went, no shit. No, I'm good. I don't want to do that. (laughs) 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 Fast forward. Fast forward literally two more years. I have a guitar in my hand. I'm playing, and I'm playing in my first band in front of people. Jesus. (laughs) So is it, and look, I know zero about the music industry about how i have absolutely no skill set sure so any kind of instruments or I, but that never stops us from talking about things <laughs> right yeah never it never stops that guy sucked tripping over, <laughs> yeah tripping over my own dick through a conversation about something i know nothing about the uh is it and scott would answer this too is it easier once you know how to play an instrument to pick up another instrument or is it a completely different fucking like, with poker, if you know how to play Hold'em, you probably can catch on to Potlum in Omaha pretty fucking quickly. But if you know how to play the piano, that's no guarantee that you're going to know how to fucking pick up a guitar and catch on pretty quickly. Do you, fi- you, you want to take that one? I'll, just, I'll say that if you know how to play... I know how to play guitar, but I don't know how to play piano like I know how to play guitar. Now, you'd correct me. If you know how to play piano... Everything is easy. N- not necessarily. So, from uh, like, I find that if you know how to play a guitar, you can play a bass. You can play any stringed instrument where you hold it like this. Okay, you know, sure. Left your neck in one hand, and you strum with one. With piano, what it does is it helps with understanding the how music works. Because when they teach you, and when you're learning piano, you're not just learning fingering. Because the way it's taught to you, you're learning how to do fingering, you're learning how to do, you're learning meter, you're learning right, how right. to read the clefs, you're learning how to do all of this stuff when you're learning how to play piano. And so what it does is it gives you a little more of a overall music theory perspective on it so that you can take that and then be able to apply it to what okay. you're doing on a guitar. That makes when you're going to strum, yeah. when you're going to play the particular chord, when you're going to switch from a different chord. When that you might, sense. how long you might hold them for. Right. And it even goes forward into drums, like knowing that I've got one and three here and I've got two and four here. I don't. What? No, I, that, <laughs> I never, like, playing guitar never helped me play drums. It was playing drums was just sitting in a room with a drum set and just hitting it every day coming home from work. Just and that's how I, yeah, that's how I learned the drums. I didn't guitar nothing like that had i knew hey i can i have rhythm and i can make my left foot do this i can make my right foot do this in my hand like once i got in my head that every part of my body does a different thing 
Drums was beefcake. Correct. Once you get past the the independence of everything, it's easy. It's easy to do. But like guitar, I'm still. I still yeah. can't do it. I, when I went to school, <laughs> I actually took a class called drum set for the non percussionist. No shit. Yes, and, it, it and because it was re- it like was required. Theory. As I was a I was a vocal major at Berkeley, and when I when I went. One of the classes that was required was drum set for the non-percussionist. So it was me in a room with four other people and the teacher, and uh, the teacher was trying to teach us how to be, how to have that independence. Right. And from then, my my final class, I had to play through in the club, Fifty Cent from front to back. Now look, it is an easy, <laughs> it is an easy beat. All right, but you had to play. You'd had to play through the whole thing, right? And if you played through the whole thing, you got an A. If you kind of flubbed it a little bit, you yeah. got an A minus. <laughs> Worst thing you got was a B in the class. Right. <laughs> you just had to show up. If you showed up and you just it was absolutely ridiculous, there it is. <laughs> That's a crazy. <laughs> that is a crazy exam. Oh yeah. So you 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 were playing in front of people at 14 years old with a guitar in your hand playing. With a keyboard and a guitar. Oh, a key- oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> in a band? In a band. No shit. Yeah. My first my first show was uh, uh, at the Neutral Ground Coffee House on Daniil Street, Uptown. God damn. And I, was, I would start playing there, and there was a guy, Ryan Panapinto. He lived, down, he lived down the street from me when I was growing up on a West Bank. Yeah. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm going to go play a couple of shows here. I'm going to play a show here. We played a show at a place called The Common Grounds, which is in downtown. Uh, I know Common Grounds, yeah. So uh, that was when it first opened, and we were coming in there and playing in there, oh, 14, 15, 16. Got my own band at 16, was playing at the Neutral Ground, and then playing Howlin' Wolf with Howie. Yeah. And like trying to convince him, hey, I can bring three hundred people into a club, and he's like, "You're sixteen years old. How the hell are you going to bring three hundred people <laughs> yeah. that don't drink can into I see my your club, ID, sir?" Yeah, how are you going to bring three hundred? You it's great if you bring three hundred people that right. into my club, but then you know, eighty five percent of them aren't going to be able to buy a drink at my bar. <laughs> so I said, their parents will though. So their parents will though. That's right. And so sure enough, he he uh, he he rolled the dice on us, and you know, when he had an off night, he would call and be like, "Can you guys come and do?" A man. show for that, and so and it was me what, and a bunch of different bands. What was what were those bands called? What was one of those bands called? So I had the first one. So the the one I did with Ryan was Ryan Panapinto, and then when I started doing my own stuff, it was my band Justin Molison, and then it's turned into a band. So we had 62, 60 second and Frothman, and then we had, and then it turned into Jimmy Blue, and then uh, I, there was a band called. That would play with us, and I would play bass in that band, subbing for them. And that was like, uh, that was called Prospect Glenn, but before that, it was called Obajim. And then. Wait, it was called what? Obajim. Oba- it was. Okay. No. Yeah, there's a long story there, that <laughs> one. Essentially, it started out, the band started without me with a guy in the band that's name was Jim, and it was called Obazag. Which is gazebo backwards. They just thought that was funny. Yeah. And then when cool. Jim left the band, and I came oh, in, Oba it became Oba Jim. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Yeah. And then we, so I was I was playing around here until I left. I started a hard rock band right before I left, and when I it called Hercules Approved, with some of those guys, and then and Jim, 
<laughs> oh, Jim's back? And Jim came back. Jim came back and played drums. Thank for God him. for Jim. <laughs> so did you play, uh, I don't know where you went to high school, did you play for a high school, or were you just already off doing your own thing? And, and so I went to school at St. Martin's for high school. Actually, I went to St. Martin's for school, period. I was there pre-K through all the way through. And then uh, they never had a band uh, until I showed up and made a pet band happen. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, First couple of years was great, no problems, everything was fine, we worked out real well, we'd show up and, you know, it was all the, you know, quick little getting jiggy with it and everything that you get in between the, you get the plays at the football games. Sure. Then uh, it turned into putting on, we'd have like assemblies and whatnot, so every like few months you'd have us come and perform a couple of songs for right. the assembly. It was a Christmas assembly that, that happened and... Well, then I know they were bringing up the entire school, and the entire school comes up, and I'm looking at the headmaster at the time. I'm going, "Are you sure we can do this?" Because I had cleared this song in advance. Oh. And she said, oh. "And she said, no, it should be fine. Just go ahead and enjoy yourselves." And you played the One Angry Dwarf and Two Hundred Solemn Faces by Ben Folds Five. Well, if you don't know the chorus, the chorus goes, "Kiss my ass, kiss my ass, kiss my ass goodbye." <laughs> oh. <laughs> at that point, that moment in time, I real I looked around and I saw the whole the whole. Uh, Assembly, roars in laughter, and all of the teachers' faces, jaws just drop to the floor. The headmaster comes and walks over to me, and the uh, principal of the high school, who I cleared everything with, came over to me, and I put my arm around her and continued singing the song. Oh. <laughs> At which point she's like, "No, you've got to, you got to stop." Right. And I was like, "All right." And I looked Somebody at them, and I was like, "Stop!" Song. Came this close, came this close to getting expelled. Oh didn't, shit! Didn't get expelled, thankfully. Uh, but there, what the condition was that I was not allowed to chair or do anything with the pep band or perform in front of the entire class that's fucked up. or anything yeah, but, ever but again. But you got the song cleared, right? Right. I got it cleared. Oh, man. Oh, that's on I showed her the lyrics. You I know, said, is this okay? She said, she was okay with Kiss My Ass. He goes, don't give me no bullshit. She says, so long as you don't say bullshit, I'm good with this. <laughs> you probably have a case. Oh, 100%. Go after <laughs> That's right. Let's it's a go. little too late now. Didn't pull a, an Elvis I think the statute right. of limitations has run out on that one. Oh, and what was, what was my damage? I'm still, I'm still playing music now. I mean, it hasn't <laughs> right. damaged me at all. <laughs> Never admit that. Don't you know better? <laughs> yeah, you're I'll cut attorney. it out. I'll cut it out. <laughs> That'll be on the floor. You can take that out in post. Yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. So and from there, that's when you decided you wanted to go to. What brought you to Berkeley? Of I mean, that's uh, clearly that's where you would immediately think that you would want to go if you wanted to go into music. That makes all the sense in the world. So, well, so uh, I thought I want. I've been a Boston Red Sox fan since forever and a day, and so for me it was very simple. It was like I wanted to go. I did a year at Tulane, and in that year at Tulane, I was like, I need to get the hell out of here. Yeah. And I kept going, Boston's where to go. So I applied, and I had all this stuff going out, and I've been, I sent stuff out to Boston University and Boston College and Tufts and a couple other schools up there. And on a whim, I was like, I'm going to apply to the music school, because why the hell not? Because I'm <laughs> thinking I wouldn't get in. And at the time, I had just recorded my first solo record. And... uh God damn, yeah, I, young. I was 18 and I was and I recorded my solo record and I was like I had the roughs. So I was up there visiting the schools and I dropped the copy of the roughs with my application for Berkeley. Just, you know, 
February, March, April rolls around. I've heard from all the other colleges. I right. was going to Tufts. Like, I was getting out of town. I was already going up there. <laughs> I had a roommate assigned. I had had a, no conver- shit. You I had had a conversation with him about what we were, br- what we were bringing as far <laughs> as the dorm room was concerned. He was co- super cool. Can't remember his name to save my life at this point. With that being said, <laughs> we're up there in Boston. I'm up there in Boston, and, and I'm having this conversation. June comes. And June comes, and I, I open up the, the, the letter. I was like, at this point, I never, hadn't heard from him. I was like, oh, I'm not going. Yeah. They, they just forgot, got lost in the mail or something. <laughs> I was, obviously, they would be sending me more if they hadn't heard from me or I'd made a phone call or something. Nothing. So uh, June comes around, and I'm, I'm ex- I see the letter in the mailbox, and it's thick. It's not little thin. You know, yeah, letter. yeah. And I went, Uh-oh. oh, fuck. <laughs> <And> I open <laughs> it up, and then here it is. There's the app. There's the acceptance. I remember sitting down. At the time, I was playing with a guy, Steve Arsenault, who I was still playing music with a good bit. Uh, we were playing in a band called Lucky Dog. That's another one that I was playing with when I was like 16. Lucky sneaking Dog? In, sneaking into the tack room, which <laughs> used to be over here on Vets, right around the corner. I know that. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Steve Arsenault. I do know. I, I definitely know that name. I can't, I can't place how, but... I, I have to if stop. You, if you, know, to stop you know Robbie Arsenault? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his brother. Oh, no yeah. shit. That's Gross. How I know him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. That's how I, know. <laughs> I, know, I know Robbie. Definitely. You know Robbie, too. How, how old are you currently? 43. 42. 43? 42. <laughs> 81. 42. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I just, I'm just trying to. You're, 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 you're talking about these things that, like, getting jiggy with it when you're in high school. Yes, right. I think I was married the first yeah. time when getting jiggy <laughs> with it came out. So I was thinking you were 25. <laughs> I forget how old I am. Yep. So, <laughs> all right. So Sorry. Back, no, no. no. <laughs> it just, it just uh, the the time that I was trying to put a timeline together of when you were doing these things and where you were and your. You're talking about the tack room, but like I, I was an adult when the tack room opened. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah, and I was definitely underage when I was playing there. We so got that's it. fine. <laughs> <laughs> they, it's all long gone, so statute of limitations is run on that too. Yeah. Anyway, we got a seven year swing between us. I think I'm 49, yeah. knocking on the door of 50. <laughs> We're 10. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you got uh so you found out you, you I got found out talked to Steve and I was like, what do I do? He goes, I don't know, talk to your dad about it. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you got a smart this is you, 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 good idea. So I sat my dad down, I was like, look, I, I kinda wanna do this. He's like, Are you sure? And I was like, Yeah, I kinda wanna do this. And he goes, We keep saying kinda, let's go take another look. Right. So we took a trip up and he did the tour and he came back and he goes, Yeah, I think there's an opportunity here. You could probably actually do this. So I convinced my dad. The next part was trying to convince my mom, which is another story altogether. <laughs> At the time, my parents were divorced, and they were living in separate homes. And I was just like, "I'll make I'll, mom will figure it out one way, and we'll make it work." So we made it work. I got going to reverse through all of that. She agreed eventually, and now I'm off to Boston. I go up to Boston, spend my first year there trying to figure out what the hell Boston is because I couldn't even figure that out while I was there oh, the shit. first year. Couldn't deal with the snow. Still couldn't deal with the snow. I hate fucking snow. Finally got into like I did like ensembles and things like that with guys that were there. I'd always be hanging out and meeting people and whatnot. So you were, you were going to music school regardless of where you went. You were going into the music program. I, at, at that point, whichever. I didn't have a choice. It was right, a music no. program. Oh, no, I know. Oh, but. no, before that? <laughs> no, before that? you. <laughs> <laughs> this is where it got hard That's for my mom, to, my, my mom to swallow the pill because she goes, 
Because at the time I was going to go into Tufts, actually, when I was at Tulane, I was pre-med at Tulane. And I was going to Tufts, so going to go pre-med at Tufts. Oh, shit. And, so she, goes, and she goes, you're really not going to do... <laughs> You're really not going to go do pre-med, huh? And I was like, yeah, I'm really just going to go do music instead. She goes, what are you going to do afterwards? I was like, hopefully be a musician. Yeah, music. <laughs> hopefully be a professional musician, you know, <laughs> if everything lines up. So I I ended up, what I ended up doing was um, take, I, did, I majored there at Berkeley with music business and a songwriting degree. Oh, I figured cool. those two would at least... Yeah. Pant me out to It'll pay. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so I, while I was there, I finally formed a band while I was there called Full Tilt, and we started touring all over, all over uh, the Northeast. We were playing in New York, we were playing in New Jersey, playing all over, having an absolute blast. It sounds like, I went back and heard it the other day, and I was like, this is so dated. It sounds like 2000 <laughs> commercial rock at the time. <laughs> That's right. I, I listened to it today. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was looking you up, and I found some full tilt, and I was hoping you would bring it up. That'll end up on a playlist. That's right in my fucking wheelhouse. That's right in my it, sweet spot. It, it was very good for what it was. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. <laughs> I love. I like. I listening to it now. I I hear it and I go. I don't. I, I it's so I, I angsty and and I'm just yeah, like. I I'm not an angry I don't man hear anymore. Your voice there though. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, don't hear your voice. <laughs> I, I thought I had found the wrong band. <laughs> you may have no because there's like seven or eight that are uh, full tilt. Maybe maybe I did. I, I I'll look it up again. There's only one maybe record. Jeffrey. It's called it, Push. Yes, that's the one. That's okay. the one. That's the one. I, just, right. I don't hear you. That's fair. I don't hear me either. If that if that means anything, <laughs> yeah. I don't hear me either. I hear a very young me. Right. But I also like the old recordings that I have from my first solo record. It doesn't sound like me either. Really? No. Uh. Uh-uh. It's <laughs> it's very uh, it's very nasally. Huh. Yeah. How long did was that something that you as you heard it back? Because nobody ever sounds like themselves when they hear. I still their to this day, I like I'll listen to this later and I'll go, I fucking hate my voice. Oh, same. Oh, I, no. do it, I do it every week. Yeah. So it's it's not like well, you haven't gotten over that yet. Fuck well, no. well, first of all, like I'd like to thank you for listening later. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe twice. And, and second, you sound like you. Yeah. All right. Everybody always tells me the same thing, but I, I get hung up on it, too. I don't sure. like that. But was it a cognizant decision when you heard back the record and you were like, this is not what I want to sound like? Or did your voice just evolve as the music evolved? So I think just age. Oh, really. yeah. The reps, yeah. putting more reps in. And right. the more reps I put in, the more it sounds like it sounds now. Because that... Seasoned. I- they, you know? I sent um, a couple of people the YouTube of um, Live in the Living Room. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking great song. Holy shit, is that good? So, I, but that voice, like, like we told that, like I was telling them in July when we were talking about it, they were playing the music, and I was like, uh, you know, I had a million questions. I even said, I was like, can we get this dude in here? I want to <laughs> talk to him. And. Uh, when they turned it around, I was like, what does he look like? And they showed me a picture, and I was like, that voice does not, not look like it's no. coming out of that dude. No. That's that's <laughs> what blew me away the most at Southport that night when you were doing Super Unknown. Like, I just I just wasn't expecting the voice that came out of you. And 
that's not a dig at all. No, I yeah, appreciate, no, I know no, I appreciate I, that. I mean, no, no one was, expects to be. It was it was fantastic. It Thank was you. so damn good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was wild. Yeah, it's a good time. So, how long did you get to tour with uh, Full Tilt? How long were you up in uh, all of the two? Yeah, uh, I'll rem- I'll never forget. It. it was like winter, November or December of two thousand and ten, <laughs> and the band had started to implode a little bit, just from members changing in it a yeah. few times. And uh, the next thing I know, uh, I go to bed. It's fifty two degrees outside. I go to bed the next morning, and it's I woke up in the middle of the night with no heat completely frozen oh, in my fuck. bedroom because they forgot to uh, get ready for the winter that was coming in the nor'easter that was God. coming through <laughs> my apartment complex. So they had no oil in the boiler for the forced, forced steam to come through and warm everybody up. So that being said, threw some blankets on, had a dog at the time, threw the dog into bed because I was like, you, you got to <laughs> yeah, get warm too, buddy. Right. So, you know, she and I are into bed, the dog. And then uh, we go. I wake up in the morning. And I go take take this you know sixty pound pit bull out for a walk. First step off of the front of the building, and she goes, Poof, six "Oh, feet no. of snow!" And I just went, "Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'll never forget it." Walk back inside, call my dad, and said, "I think it's time. I think I'm. Oh. I think I'm ready to head back back to uh, New Orleans." And he goes, "He goes." All right, so if I was you, I'd be doing the exact same thing. Yeah. So that, that was enough of that. I've, you know, I know I'd rather deal with the heat than deal with that. The snow. Snow. Oh yeah, I'll take heat all. Day. I find it much easier to get cool if I'm hot than to get warm if you're cold. If I'm freezing, yeah, exactly. That's the one thing about living up north that I never understood. Unless you lived there, because I've had this conversation one too many times. Unless you lived there and you grew up and you got acclimated to just. This is how life was. Yeah, right. All right, Southern boy, <laughs> not living in that in that <laughs> northern wet, <laughs> cold atmosphere. You go up there in April. Uh, you know, you go doo, 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 September would be kind of nice. You could open up the windows and you know be fine. Late October, shit would turn south real quick. Ooh, the, there'd be a chill that would sit in your bone, and no matter how many layers of clothing right. you had, no matter how much warmth was Fuck going that. on in front of you, you still felt that chill in your bone until oh. middle middle of April. Oh, <laughs> that long? Oh, Jesus! <laughs> and I would ask people, I go, do you ever have that problem? They go, all the time. Oh. <laughs> it was fifty two degrees yesterday, and I wouldn't go run. I was like, no, it's too cold. <laughs> no. at fifty two, oh. yeah. <laughs> it, the heat makes me angry. Once, really? once we like into the hundreds, it I'm uh, I'm insufferable. I'm over it. I like to get home fucking soaked. You also wet. hate the sun. I, yeah, I do great. hate the sun. And the sun hates him. In his yeah. defense, the it's sun hate him. actually the sun. It's the sun that hates him the yeah. more, more. It's the yeah. sun that has the grudge, not Scott. That's true. <laughs> hate it back. That's why. That's why most of the. Uh, that's why most of the people in Boston have <laughs> your right. complexion. Oh, yeah, that's and yeah. hair I, color. I'd fit right in. I I found my people. Dude, I wouldn't leave the fucking house (laughs) if it was six feet. Fuck, six inches, two inches. Any, any, the word snow, forget it. I'm done. That means it's fucking cold. I had done it before. You had too much soul for Boston. It was, that was it. (laughs) Enough's enough. I've got to get the hell out of here. Sure enough, I got left and never looked back. I did go back and do a show with those guys in like 2016. 
and it was it was bizarre, man. Every walking around and seeing the streets change and everything oh, yeah, changed yeah. and everything. Like living in New Orleans, you can go. You can literally, I can tell from experience, <laughs> you can literally go away for ten years and come back, and the shit is still the same. Oh yeah, yeah, same pothole, <laughs> yeah. same pothole, same everything. Nothing changed in three hundred years. Yeah. It's fucking exactly the same all the time. You, you got to write a Boston song about six that. Six sure did. <laughs> <laughs> So what'd you do when you got back from uh, from fucking Boston? Jesus Christ, freezing your fucking ass off. Well, after I got my law degree up there, and then so wait, got, wait, wait, wait. Yes. Oh yeah, let's yeah. go back to that for a second. <laughs> I feel like it was. I keep forgetting you're an attorney. So you're up there. You're playing music. You're touring. You're going to school for music. I yes, music. And, and then, then you're like, I think Boston's going to be my thing. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna think, I'm gonna bust bad guys. How does that work? How do you decide that that's the, the <laughs> Is that the what avenue? you are? You're a cr- you're it was, prosecuting it was, attorney? It, no, no, I was like, oh my God, really? No, I definitely don't. No. I'm definitely not a prosecuting <laughs> Let's prosecuting get into that. <laughs> no, sir. No, sir. Uh, I started talking to friends, and they kept saying, one of the things that we might need down the road is somebody that we know who actually knows the law that can advocate for us for our contracts. And I went, it's actually not uh, yeah. a bad fucking idea. I met all these people at Berkeley. Right. Might as well go get the law degree so I can actually go do that. That's cool. So I went and I said, screw it. I'm going to go. It gives me something to do. During, so I went and did that. <laughs> that guy makes it sound like, I might as well just go pick up this law degree, you know, while I'm here. Yeah. I mean, I'll so, just take, I'll so take I did. the bar. Wait, no, it's hilarious. It's <laughs> hilarious as shit because I did. I, w- I worked during the day. I went to law school at night. It was Monday through Thursday. I would do... Monday through Thursday, working in the day. Yeah. Monday through Thursday, I'd go to school at night, come home at night, do the whatever work was there, wake up the next morning, like 20s, remember? So, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. In your 20s, you have all the energy in the world to do sure. this shit. All right? <laughs> but let me do this I now. Did, I did I'm all not the wrong fucking shit. doing yeah, this. Yeah, I had a ton of energy. I was just <laughs> using it to nurse a hangover. So, so, so then turn to, uh, I would Thursday night would happen, and Thursday night would be, Get in, the, get in the car and drive to the first show, play the first show, Fuck. and then play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, drive home Sunday, and start it all over again. Oh, my God. So that was a long period of time when yeah. we were doing that kind of stuff. Next thing I know, I am um, got my law, law license. I was a guy that was at law school at night wearing a blue mohawk to class. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And I swear to you, I'm sure that if you polled the people in my in my graduating class, whether or not they thought I would actually be a practicing attorney oh, today, yeah, no. <laughs> I, they would sit there and go, absolutely, 100%, no way. And what's hilarious, not to talk shit, but what's hilarious is, <laughs> is that there's about, I think there are only 60% of our graduating class that are actually practicing law. No shit. What are... Th- is it just a the rest fell are all, off? They're all musicians. Oh, yeah. The rest are yeah. all musicians. <laughs> <laughs> I would shit the back of my pants out if my attorney walked in the room and he had a blue mohawk. I'd Except, be like, I'm going to jail but if that's, for a long time. If that if you're if you're the, the music guy, that's the guy I want. Oh yeah. That's oh, 100%. For sure. but, also, yeah. but also if I just rob the bank and the Mohawk dude rolls in. Yeah. I have a feeling he's probably going to get me off. Yeah. Like, that's probably... He's going to get me off. Somebody, he probably knows his way around. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> he probably knows his way around some yeah. dicey yeah. shit. Yeah. Ding. Ding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys make a purple mohawk together? Yeah, that's right? true. We that's would. Right. Yeah. 
I forget you. I'm telling you all the time. I forget you. I'm so used to you having a mohawk. I forget you have it. It's just the way you look. It's just just Scott. It's just me. It's just Just Scott. Scott. And other people are like, it's the first thing I noticed. (laughs) I'm like, really? I I forget it's up there. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) Hey, look at that 50-year-old guy walking around with a mohawk. Right, right. Fucking weirdo. 51. (laughs) 51. What a wackadoo. I would probably still have a mohawk today if I could actually grow a mohawk. Yeah, underneath my hat, there's nothing. (laughs) Absolutely nothing. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's what happens. (laughs) I, uh, I read an article that was written about you in your Boston days, and you said... Wait, hold on. Y'all told me no. I, I did. I, I promise. I didn't. I had no idea. No. I, when, when he told us, you, when he told us you were coming, y'all in, were going to do some prep. It's okay. It's I, okay. Do, I swear. <laughs> he won't let me. He me. won't let me ask you the things I want to ask you. So you I, might, did, you, I did you some should, real prep. You should just ask me. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah, he's going to. I'm, I'm going to cut it out. He will cut it out. Um, you already brought it up once. Cut it out. Anyway. And he looked at me, and I was like. <laughs> Let me say it. Um, no. no, but I read an article about you, and uh, one of it quoted you as saying, "If the the people in my high school class could see me now, they would never believe that the quiet little kid from the corner is on stage with a blue mohawk." Huh. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's true. And then it is. It has come full circle now. So the the people that knew you with a blue mohawk would not believe right. you are a practicing attorney. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's a hundred percent true. Oh my lord! I 100%. forgot. I forgot. I did interviews back then too. You did. Oh shoot! Shoot! Motherfucker! Somebody's gonna He's look so back at your career. They're gonna. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna find our lowly little podcast and go. Justin said on that podcast, etc. 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 I hope so. I hope so too. And then I'll go, oh, shit, we got another lesson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're up to four. We're up to four. four. <laughs> oh, I figure by then it'll be 14. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's going to tell 10 people at least. Maybe. <laughs> Please. He <laughs> could be, be like me and tell no one. <laughs> Literally no one. I'm only on the no show. One. Yeah. Nobody knows. Come on, guys. This. No, I love it. Scott goes, hey, I'm on this podcast. Why have I not heard of this podcast? <laughs> Especially from Scott, the guy that I see all the time doing something on social media. It's it's normally a total like goofball <laughs> podcast that's generally designed like for you know the the fifty or sixty people that we have listening. Have you seen off. John Wick Four? Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> but we thank you for listening. That does yeah. it for this week's episode of the. <laughs> we have recently decided to kind of. You know, take it slightly more seriously and try and make it a little longer and make it a little more interesting and have more interesting. It's not know. about it's not about poker parlays or anything like that. I try to wedge in as much poker <laughs> as I can, but fucking Scott won't let me talk about it. It's not that I won't let what, what is going on here, Scott? <laughs> let me. He's a real fast. <laughs> a yes, I'm a gatekeeper. B, <laughs> he is. He he's like. It's the river and the flush, and you got to flop, and you do this, and I'm like, ah, just, I, it's touchdown. Did somebody say touchdown? Because everything he's saying is it's just sports ball. Literally, I don't know what, what he's saying. That's all it is to him. That's, sports ball. That's what. I, but I'm the same with sports. I'm the same exact way. I yeah. don't follow sports at all. But we could have, like I, I told you guys a while ago. I'm I'm friends with the guy from here who won the WSOP a couple of years ago, Joe Abear. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And uh, I was like, dude, we could reach out to him and get him in here. But how fucking bad would that conversation be? I would be the only one, no. and he and I would talk, and I would know the answers to the questions I no, would you ask him. Because I'll be asking the questions. Like, you're asking Justin questions? Yeah. Because I know some of those answers already. Right. <laughs> I would be asking this guy all, all the, the questions. questions. <laughs> all of them. So tell me about the river. That's got to be a... <laughs> so tell me, tell me, I've got a 5.6 in my hand. It's unsuited. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Just Wait. put up put up the... Put up. <laughs> Let me tell you this. You lost my Scott in the middle of that. <laughs> right. When you said unsuited, I'm like, I don't know. It stopped at 5.6 for him. He yeah. knows those two. I have a black 5 and a set of red 6. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to explain this guy what SPR is, and he'll... It, we'll we'll figure it out from there. No, no, we, we but uh, nobody wants it. Like everybody, uh, even whoever listens to this can appreciate music. I mean, that's kind of a you know, it's such a broad topic, and everybody can look you up or look Chad up or look whoever up and listen and see. But poke, I mean, it would be lost on fucking people if I had Joe Bear in here and I was like, yeah, man, what hand did you take the fucking million dollars down with? And he told you, and everybody be like, fast forward, eject. <laughs> eject. <laughs> Here like are the, the reasons you don't listen. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I mean, it would be dry as fuck, but... I see. Sounds. Good, good Sounds. job. Thanks. That's why I say we, we, made we it light. try to make an effort to get to I'd make like it the, a little more. I'd like to point out he hit the right button. I yeah. Did. I'd also like to point out... It's rare. It's when rare. Before y'all put your headphones on, I made sure I knew what the buttons were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't start the show you with the wrong the, button. Uh-huh. Scott show prep. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I wanted to make it as... Pro as possible when you walked in. <laughs> so when you came back to New Orleans from Boston, right. did you immediately go into, did you lean harder or go into being an attorney immediately? Or did you play music? Or was it both at the same time when you got back? Both. Both at the same time? Both. Okay. Yeah. What kind of I'm, I'm fortunate. I'm, I'm fortunate. My, so my dad's an attorney. Oh, okay. And so cool. he does, and he does, he's been doing succession work in the city for well over 30 years now. Nice. So I just came back and sort of put myself into sure. a role over there. At right. the time, I hadn't passed the bar. It was just doing paralegal work and whatnot. And at that point in time, I hadn't really focused my attention. I actually thought that I was going to Texas. I didn't really? think I was staying here. I thought I was going to go from here to Austin and uh, be in Austin and be an Austin attorney. Yeah. So I figured I'd work here, get my license in Texas and do that and huh. then head out there. Got my license and I still have my license in Texas. Got my license in Texas, started applying for, for jobs and everything out there. Couldn't get one. Couldn't get anything. No happen. shit. Couldn't not one person would return a phone call from God me. God damn, and you and would I, think Texas and I was of thinking, all places. Well, the was, difference it was the Blue Mohawk. At, well, no, at that point, the Blue Mohawk <laughs> had gone. So at, at that point, it was, and I had gauges in my ears too at the time. About oh, did you really? zeros, I think, in my ear. You can't even tell that they're no, they're not there, that they were even there. So, <laughs> there's photos, I'm sure, of somewhere around. <laughs> now, that being said, uh, they and uh, yeah, it used to be the party trick was be able to put the pen through my ear after it was all said and done. I could put my pen, <laughs> hold my pen in my ear. <laughs> I've designed yeah. the contracts in your <laughs> law office, anyway. <laughs> hold on, that's a hell of a party trick. <laughs> Then I did, after that, I did um, I did that for like a year or so, where I was trying to figure that out. I decided to uh, not practice law at all, and that's when I went and did a stint of music for a good period of time, for that's about cool. a year, and that's when I was down on Bourbon Street and playing on Bourbon Street like yeah. five nights a week. <sighs> five 
which was ridiculous. Yeah. I can say I've done it now, and I usually have I have some friends that still call me and say, hey, do you want to come sub? And I'm every time I always go, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But they just they just see no in the text. Everybody, I, <laughs> but I, uh, everybody we've talked to who has done that loved it when they were doing it, and then when they're done with it, they're just like just like you with Boston, you were like, "Fuck, I'm done. Oh That's yeah, it. it's over." It was it was an eye opening experience. Uh, you definitely could see I I was able to do one New Year's and one Mardi Gras run, and Whew, fuck having seen both yeah. of those things yeah. down there. And doing that from that perspective, I right. mean, you're on a stage. You can actually see the crowd being absolutely retarded right. for what you need. You could see, you could literally see the prostitutes picking up the Johns right. in the bar from the stage. <laughs> I will just. I'm say, not saying where I played. I'm not saying I'll who owned the establishment think, or anything think, like that. I think you played at the wrong club. <laughs> quite possibly, because I'm quite fond of one of them. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> The one that I managed. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I thought he, I thought he was. I thought he was talking about one of the toots. I was like, oh, hey, you got a toot running around? There? <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. A I'm toot. kidding. A toot. A toot. Oh toot. my god. <laughs> no, I get it. I, I, I wouldn't want to. If, if I didn't have it so good where I have it, I wouldn't want to work in the French Quarter. It's, it's. Uh, Wait, now I gotta know. It's Razoo. Oh, you're a Razoo's. Yeah. So that's different. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's way different. See? No toots. No toots. Yeah, no toots. We try to keep the toots out. We do our best. <laughs> I try to keep my toots out, too. <laughs> I don't want to keep them in. They make my tummy hurt. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, such a dad. So you stayed. <laughs> yeah. wrong, wrong button. Uh, maybe. Yep. You, you played on bourbon mostly. Did you Did you go into Frenchman? Did you play at, at those places? I mean, I'm sure you have. I didn't play at those places. I didn't play on Frenchman until I until Chris pulled me. So Chris from Tyreed from we had him on the show. He's been on. The oh show. yeah, yeah, Chris. Because yeah. when Chris came, so Chris and I at that point we were going to put together. <laughs> I love Chris. That's a good dude. We were going to put together a. I got uh, Steve Arsenault and Chris Tyree. They wanted to put together a uh, country today's country. Yeah, no uh, shit. A country band. Yeah, we played two shows. We actually really? had two shows, and we <laughs> and we had enough of. And I played bass in in that band <laughs> and sang backups to Chris. <laughs> singing, oh. singing lead, oh. <laughs> and Steve singing lead, and at the time it was Kelly Bell that was singing the female songs. That's how I, I met a full. That's how I. That's how I met Chad Shell from really? Baton Rouge. So y'all had like a full on. Oh yeah, full on, full on country music, country music band. band. And then and at the and I was like, okay, let's do this. Why not? I'm I like country music now. <laughs> so. so Sure enough, I started, and that's, I, I would tell you, that's probably what got me into country music, was having to actually learn those songs. And I was like, actually, that's not a bad song. Ah, that's not a bad song, too. Oh, wait. And then I would get through that process. Yeah. So, yeah, he from that process, though, right. came the Jukebox Heroes. So Chris and I oh, were, in a, yeah. were in the Jukebox Heroes, where it was just us literally 
busting each other's chops for three hours while we played songs in between it. I have to imagine when you get to that level uh, in in music that, and again, I know nothing about the experience. What level? You, the one just the, below not performing <laughs> in front of people? When you've I'm at that level right now. <laughs> no, when you yeah, do, we'll, when, we'll call that the free low. <laughs> when you've gone to school and you've played so much music for so because long. Because we're free low. It's almost a... It's almost a um, like we call in in our industry when somebody fi- when somebody reaches like an executive level I work for a spirits company I work for Jim Beam mm-hmm. so when somebody reaches like an executive level they're a plug and play manager they could leave Jim Beam and go work for Coca-Cola or go work for whoever it doesn't matter it's all the same so I have to I'm sure you have a preference in music but as far as playing music you're probably like I, whatever I'll play country I'll play rock I'll play fucking whatever you want it doesn't you know I will I will tell you that going to Berkeley and being a voice major helped yeah. me through that. Oh, so like, really? So when I went there, I already listened to a good vast amount of music to begin with. But going through classes, going through the labs, yeah. going through all the vocal study and whatnot, there was a particular, it was a two-semester class. It was a vocal lab where it was pop rock country styles. And so like what you did was you t- you came in with charts for songs that were from different styles. Sure. And for, I think, what is it, 32 weeks? You pick, You had a different style that you had to come in and come sing. No shit. So it was, you know, you're oh, doing... Oh, do wear you out? So, like, school, you're huh? actually learning, you're learning how to actually do some of the, you know, if you got to do a little more, kill, uh, you have sure. to lean into the draw a little bit more, you know when you need to do it and how to do it right. So that you don't sound like you're you just some, some guy trying to pretend to be <laughs> right, right. singing country music. That's fucking crazy. And like same thing with like country and doing rock and how to like um where you're passing air in your voice so that you're getting more of a growl that's sound. Yeah. Just you know, your traditional That's bananas to me that they get that technical oh, yeah. in uh well, I, I mean had two semesters of it. Shit. Yeah. It was Vocal Lab One and Vocal Lab Two. It was the same thing. Sixteen weeks of one of of this style. Yeah. Sixteen weeks of another style. So at that point, once once you've gone through that, it's you know. Well, then you, you start can, listening, and then yeah. you go through. But then the other thing is, you you're required at Berkeley to take, uh, f- you have to take four semesters of uh, harmony. You've got to take four semesters of, uh, two semester traditional harmony. You've got to take four semesters of ear training. You've got to take. Yeah, so you've got Jesus. all of these classes. So you're in that process. You're starting to go through and like listen to things, and they're asking you to come and like right. Some of the professors, like I had a really awesome Dan Smith, great jazz jazz uh, saxophonist. He would play all the time at this club out in Cambridge, and I go see him every once in a while. Yeah, taught me so much about jazz. Would like I walked oh, into that shit. school not knowing a goddamn thing about right. jazz. Came out listening to all sorts of stuff. No After shit. that, because of him. Yeah, you, you hear music differently now, right? A hundred percent. I was about to say, you got to be hearing music far different than I do. Uh, you know, I hear it at the surface level of whatever, but you can probably tear it apart piece by piece if you wanted to. And, so. and then and then those classes sense. that you took, you use that when you kind of take a, let's say, a, a hip-hop song and you want to sing it in a different style, you sort of just make some of those changes to the... I know you maybe rearrange the music. Sure. But, but when you sing it, you you put some of what you learned in, in those classes into the songs, right? To so just make the make the change yeah. so that you can you can show what the change is. So you, it, stylistically, yeah. how that changes the song. That's but wild. I was, I was looking some of your Beastie stuff Beastie Boys today. is a perfect example. I'll do a, I do the Beastie Boys Fight for Your Rights party now, but I do it as an acoustic 
like it's just it's all metaled out. No like, shit. Oh, it's yet. Oh, I gotta look that up. <laughs> I saw something. You you did some Deftones. Yes. I saw that. That, that yeah. was great. Yeah. And then I also I watched. It was you and Terry. McCormick. Yes. So Terry played at Razoo for a little while. I don't remember which band he was singing with, uh-huh. but he was there. So I, I I know of him from that. I'll be but, singing with him December twenty third at the Crown and Anger. Well, I hope that you pick up. A couple of people from this show <laughs> to go there. I would, I, I would like to try to come see that because I think Terry's amazing. I think you're amazing. But it was the two of you doing a show. I don't know if it was in your studio or, or your living room, but he walked away to get something to drink. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure you've done so many of these. You don't remember. But you sang a song that I'm telling you, I, I've listened to it 10 times today. And, and it, it, it gave me chills every time. Play it so we can tell you what it is. Uh, yeah, now i got to find out what it is because I've listened, I to, the, no idea. I've listened well, to the I other one about six no times So, so I, I did a screen grab of it, and uh-huh. there's a little bit of Terry in the beginning of it. I'll just but cut it out. <laughs> Take it out and post. <laughs> Fuck that dude. He's not on the show. I mean, if you want to come on, Terry, we're more than welcome. I was about to say, I keep hearing the name Terry. I've never met him, but y'all both have talked about him. I remember a time when you used oh, there to go stage, you walked the green room or backstage. That's Terry? Yeah. yeah. He's Irish? Scottish. A Scottish? He's actually both. Oh, is he? <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> That'll get us listeners. Great. Good job. What song is this? Oh, this is Chris Stapleton. This must have been. You have? Can you show me the video? I'm, I can tell you where it was. Oh, that was at my house. I do remember that. <laughs> so that was, if memory serves me, I we had had a we um, had people over earlier to come and uh, hang out and whatnot, and then those those shows used to be like. Let's have a few drinks. And, you know. Sure. I'm <laughs> is it during COVID? It was during COVID. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It, it's it's fan. I, I don't know. I know of Chris Stapleton. I know a few of his songs, and I really like it. I assume you really like Chris Stapleton. I do. And your voices probably go very well together. I'm sure you can sing the shit out of some Chris Stapleton. I, <laughs> which I enjoy. It. I, didn't know, I didn't know this was Chris Stapleton. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I texted Scott and said, hey, is, uh, is Justin married? <laughs> Don't get any ideas, fella. <laughs> Don't let the dimples fool you. I, I just, he said, yeah. And I said, okay, cool. Because he sang a song and may, I don't know, maybe him and his wife broke up because you sang that <laughs> song so well. I thought you might have written it. Like I felt every second of that song. Oh, I love that. So, I love yeah. that. Thank you. Yeah, no, Chris is, Chris, I, that's another, that's a crazy one. Chris was, was one that came on late to the scene and like now I do a tribute to him. So like we'll do three hours of, no, not three. Two hours of Stapleton wow. these days. So yeah, I will. I will definitely come. I'll let that. you know when Please. that happens. Thank you. I will definitely let you know. You and all your and all your three listeners. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll bring all three. But don't you? Am I allowed to do that? Am I? I'm the guest. I'm not supposed to do that. Am I? <laughs> I'm pressing all. You know what? I got it. It's as much your show as it is ours. That's right. It's funny because it's accurate. <laughs> what up? There it is. <laughs> so what? What? What sparked the? Um, Chris Cornell movement after obviously the man sadly passed away was that what what brought about the idea of doing that because that was the third or fourth one that you guys had done at Southport after how many had we've you guys been doing done? it this is the fifth year that was the fifth year oh shit 17 or 18 20 is it always like July 3rd ish mm-hmm yeah I mean it's always July 3rd 
Yeah. And we, we, uh, it was this, Mark Bagnetto was the one that came up with it. I know that Southport name too. Southport Hall. Okay. He's the guy that, he's the guy that, he came, I don't know how you we were talking about it, but he's like, somebody should do a tribute. And I was well, like, I'll do it. They were doing those album tributes yes. at that time where yep. it was like, play front to back, Pearl Jam 10 or Super Unknown or, you know, STP 4 or whatever. You right. Know, front to back. Or like the 10, 20th anniversary of 10 sort of thing. Right. And so he was like, you should do, we should do it. And I said, I'll do it. So I found, obviously I called Woody. I was like, Woody, you got you to gotta come play drums. See, why didn't you call Chad? <laughs> because Chad's left-handed and y'all were sharing. Yeah, it's the same a pain set. in the ass. <laughs> oh, that's true. Because I know Woody. I Woody plays the drums a little harder than Chad. Chad's got Chad and Woody have two completely You're different right. styles. I was we, which I was, Chad, by the way. I was rubbing on Chad. Wait, Gilmore. Gilmore, yeah. Gilmore. I was rubbing on Gilmore because uh, he plays that. left-handed. That's he really the real reason why. That's the only reason why. <laughs> right. and I look behind me and he's a guy like this, and I'm like, no, stop it. This 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 isn't this you isn't wrong. No, stop it. This <laughs> isn't just to hold the headphones up. There's actually some stuff. In here. I love Woody, by the way. Woody's a good dude. We talked, we talked about, about Woody a lot last week. time. Yeah. I, oh, we yeah. all love Woody. Yeah, he's great. Woody's my boy. He is really Woody's good my boy. people. That's yeah, awesome. and that's uh, that's just how it came about. John John and Miguel came in, and they were easy easy picks to come in because I knew that John liked hard rock at the time. Now that obviously that. Lineup has changed with Jesus coming in on bass and yeah. Chris Harris playing guitar now. Which I heard it was chaos, like 700 people there. I heard it was the like first time it was 750 yeah. people that were there that walked through the door. It was, oh. it was, it was a show. Yeah, it was an experience. Yeah, I n- never thought that that was what was going to actually occur. And then we, so we did it. We've, you know, what's cool about that show. We played in the front room. Yeah, and we had like five people. And they had seven hundred. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> well, I'll tell you, and I'm sure that the the YouTube or whatever it was that we pulled up the other day doesn't do it justice. But I mean, it's fucking unbelievable. You you sound so much like that dude. It's Thank insane. You. I mean, if somebody's gonna do a tribute to Chris Cornell, you fucking sounded exactly like I, that. I dude. think you did it better. Can I get some of that three hundred back? Because that's a second <laughs> dick sucking. <laughs> Just as long as you're not asking for a reach round. It's so. wild that, you know, somebody floated that idea. Padum. You think he was angling you? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My bad. You think he was angling you? Hey, we don't joke about reach rounds here, sir. <laughs> hoping that you would volunteer. All right, I, I can't keep... I'm gonna get, we're going to get phone calls if I keep doing this. Yeah, we, text we, just, we just pissed the listener off. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like he was being angled. Uh, we've talked about angling. You think yeah. uh, what's his name? Bag Bagnato. Bagnato. Yeah. yeah. You think he was angling you, and he said, "I wonder if I float this idea by Justin if he'll volunteer." He usually do does it. it. <laughs> he usually does that. If I float That's this idea, maybe he'll take care of this. He'll float maybe this he'll idea. Bite. Maybe he'll do that. He'll float this idea. That's smart. It worked. It sounds fucking great. So I can't blame him. And he's, he's you know he he's always coming to me asking, "Hey, do you know somebody that can do?" Hey, do you know somebody that can do? Hey, do you know somebody that can do? He's like, hey, um, you know anybody that can practice law? <laughs> <laughs> Can't comment on that. I <laughs> am so attorney uh, privilege. So that's the kind of law you do. You do you, you like look out for artists and contracts and I would say that eighty percent of my law firm practice is succession litigation, and twenty percent of my law practice is entertainment law. No shit, that's cool. That's awesome. It is good. 
Yeah, that's that's, that's a good goal. That's a good person to have. And you're Actually, right. it's probably saying. 70, 70, 20, and then 10% is the other. And you're in the right town for that. You ever sure. you ever think about representing podcasts that say shit they shouldn't yeah. say? Because <laughs> we might have started a genre for you, <laughs> sir. <laughs> I'm clearly going to, my tinfoil hat ass is going to need an attorney one day. There's only so many cuts I can make. Right. <laughs> uh, we we need a podcast, guys. Thirty seconds is just not enough. Yeah. <laughs> right. It would be much the uh, eh, uh. <laughs> yeah. It's the, the song uh, and the end uh, song, and that's it. <laughs> Intro, outro. Thanks. Good night. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're playing. Is it, is it Paper Chase? Is that yeah. right? Is that what you guys told me? Okay. Mm-hmm. With Ted and Ted uh, yeah. Ted, Ted and Woody, yeah. And Ted and Woody. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Ted and I go way back. So do Woody and I. Yeah. And Phil. And Phil. Phil Upton. Phil, I don't think Phil I know Upton. Phil. Phil sings in... Foo Fighters. The Foo Fighters band that I was in. And that I am in. That you are in. That <laughs> wasn't. But at that show that he was at, is what yes. I was going to say. I, I don't want this to get back to Phil. That I was in the band. No, I'm in the band. No, he's still in the band. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, if you're, li- Phil, if you're listening, he's still in the band. Don't worry. <laughs> Hope so. He's don't not li- worry. He he's- hasn't called me in a while, so I don't know. It's because he doesn't listen. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> Phil, listen. You'll like it. Your friend Justin was on it. Exactly. We so promoted I've got, Paper I've Chase. Got, I've got a bunch. And, and it's not It's not just yeah. Paper Chase. And, right, no, well, unfortunately. I <laughs> no. no, I knew. I, I figured as much, but I knew. I, I And I know Paper Chase because I Wait, I hold I on. I got, I got and a, I know Woody. Oh, have, Scott was a little bit timid to ask you on the show. I have these. But then. Oh, I was, what's this? These are pins. This is our, this is our mascot. Get <laughs> <That's laughs> awesome. out of here. <laughs> Fucking right. Oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Is that it. is that him running or is that a toot? That's him. <laughs> a toot. <laughs> well, you, we do know. I'm going to say that's a toot. That's a, we do know. Well, look, he's got. He's, he must be farting out coins. That's then. what I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> farting out coins. That's awesome. Chase that money. That's <laughs> a guest brought us gifts. That's right. That is good. That's so nice. Know. And we didn't. You, we didn't get but anything. I, well, I know, we, we got to get the fucking. Where's the caterer at? No, no. Uh, y'all, I got noodles downstairs. God, you want noodles and meatballs? Craft, sure. craft services. Don't, uh, don't offer meatballs, Scott. Oh, I said I have noodles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, craft, you have a craft, family to feed. Craft services is actually macaroni and cheese. If you'd like that too, does actually, it make macaroni noises? Yeah, it's literal craft services. Craft <laughs> macaroni. Craft macaroni craft cheese. Macaroni cheese. Right. Yes, indeed. That's my favorite. How did you get, how did you do, because I don't remember how the, how did the undertow thing happen? Mark. That was it. Hey, do you know somebody that can do tool? So Mark, Mark, Mark's, actually Mark had put me in touch with uh, the guys from Toology in Texas. Toology. And they were, because they were still looking for a new singer. And I was like, I would love to do, I mean, Maynard's probably one of my top five vocalists. So for me, it's very simple. It's like, yeah, I would totally dig being able to go and do that. And then after going back and forth them a few times and, you know, they had all these constraints and whatnot about when I would have to drive out or get out to Houston once a week, sing at a rehearsal and then come back to New Orleans. I was like, uh, no, that's not going to happen. So I, yeah. so I said, screw that. How about, Mark, how about if I just take, put, on a, put, on a, put a band together to make it happen? And of course, the first person I asked was Woody, and Woody goes, "Absolutely, one hundred percent, no. I don't play double pedal. I will never play double pedal." 
<laughs> there's no, it's <laughs> not going to so happen. Good. I'm. It's not going to happen. There's only one guy I know that I trust that could get through it, and it's Brandon. And I was like, actually, you know what? Brandon's perfect for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brandon's a great fucking drummer, too. Yeah. Brandon Loop. Brandon Loop. He was in. Him, I don't know. He was in a, a 311 tribute band. Which is amazing. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Which was amazing. amazing. Jesus Christ. And yes. like, I like 311. Yeah. I don't love 311. Yeah, but, but they I made like those songs. Those made those songs sound yeah, so they good. They were so fucking good. Yeah. So fucking good. Better than, I actually <laughs> thought that they played them better than 311. I wish they would get back together. I'd love to Me put too. that line up I on. Mean, yeah, no. It takes a lot because everybody's all across the country now from that band. Oh. Well, yeah. So but I, I, I hear rumblings that it is going to happen. Hmm. If you right. build it, you know. If you, yeah, they, <laughs> if, they will come. Is what he was going to say. They will come. <laughs> I was letting that one. That was too easy. <laughs> oh, okay. I want to get right. back to the piano lessons. Oh, you want to get back to the piano lessons? Uh oh. No, God. <laughs> I don't know. I still almost don't know. got him. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> when this is off, we'll get there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not sure. I, talking about. I'm not sure. I understand what's going on <laughs> no, here okay. myself. So that's, that's fine. Right. And when because I did listen back to July's when you when your your name came up, Chad's name came up, Woody's name came up. That Scott mentioned that you had played Jazz Fest. Yes, that's oh, wow. okay. Who I did uh, that with Paul Sanchez and the Rolling Road Show. No shit, did that two years. That had to be fucking. Got engaged on that stage. You did? Did you really? Gentilly, Gentilly stage. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. So what you pro- proposed in front of? A massive crowd like that? Yes. Oh. Photos and everything. Did she ever get mad at you for that? Like, yes. You kind of <laughs> did she? Did she really? That's, that's what I always see. No, 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 no. She, she was more, she was more, so she, my wife is super shy, and her, I thought it would be interesting for her to see, kind of feel what it was yeah, like with tens of thousands do, of people. To be out there and do, and like, yeah. get the recognition of, hey, somebody had done so right. I thought it'd be fun to like do that, give that gift to her. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know what to do with it. I mean, people were coming up and high fives, hugs, right. kisses, the whole nine. The audience hands. had to go. They're buying. Bananas. They're buying drinks for us. They're buying food for. It. They're letting us in the lot. Well, I mean, we we yeah. could we got the what's the plate you get the Trinity plate that you get at the. At Patton's. We were standing oh, in the line. And they go, no, no, these are the, these. They just got engaged. They go to the front. They push me straight <laughs> to the front. Got my food. Walked right out. People at the, at the middle of light tent passing beers around oh, and everything. Holy Dude, shit. You need, you need to do that every year. Every right. year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> every year. You know, she she got to see she got to actually see it. She wasn't mad. She was it right. was more it was more like, Oh my god, oh my it was overwhelming is the word I want to use for it. it wasn't holy mad, but shit. overwhelming. So she had no idea. No clue. Wow. I thought for sure she knew. I swear. So, so I swear. Hold on. And I did. I I planned this right because I got her best. One of her friends growing up. One of her best friends growing up is, is a photographer. And uh, Zach Luther. He's a lazy eye photo. That's a plug. They've known. They've send, known. Send us a send us a check. <laughs> That's a plug. Ding. <laughs> yeah. Ding. Zach, Zach <laughs> Luther. Zach, Zach Luther. He he grew up like literally down the street from from uh, Sarah and and her family when they were kids. So like he's she's known him forever. Yeah. It was like easy. It felt like I had hired him. I was like, it's gonna be the first time I do Jazz Fest. You're gonna come and shoot me doing the first time I'm doing Jazz Fest. But it was not really that. It was right, really right, right. 
Oh, that's so I got him. Crazy. I got, so thankfully he was there because when she got off the stage, she was shaking and he's like, just give me a hug. It's all good. And <laughs> calm her down and everything. And everything was fine. So how'd you get her on stage? I got uh, there were a few people that were allowed to stay in the rafters on the side, not in like the seated section, but in the rafters on the side to watch the show. And so I got her a pass to be able to kind of hang in the rafters sure. back there and watch the actual show from the back of the What year was this? Stage 2017. That's fucking wild, dude. So what, how, okay, so did you, like, when the song was over, you brought her out? Or, like, how did it go down? Because I wanted, and what happened, like, the so first crowd I had to, that was first watching. First I had to get Paul to give me his blessing to do it. So there was that. I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. bruh. I know you've only got 40 minutes on the Jazz Fest stage, and I understand how how important (laughs) and powerful your 40 minutes are on the stage. Do you mind if I take 30 seconds just to to propose to you real quick? He goes, absolutely. So he he and I talked about it a few times. He goes, what are you going to say? I was like, I don't. I started saying a bunch of stuff. He goes, can you do me a favor? I said, what's that? He goes, cut it down to 30 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's actually, and then, and then he laughed. We had a laugh, and he's like, no, just make it simple. Make it to the point, and, and uh, you know. But also make, make it 30 sure, seconds. Just make <laughs> sure that, that you get, that you you can remember it. It's something that's easy to remember. Yeah, you're yeah. Because you're going to have, he said, the, his most valuable thing he said to me was, make sure it's something that you can easily say and remember, because you're going to be in front of thousands of people when yeah. it happens, and you're going to need to remember it like that. Right. So, so that I was like, was, That perfect. was your first year? That was my first year. I had thought you Ooh. had played a year before that. Right. I did 2017, and then I did 20, 2017 or 2018? 2017, 2017, and then 2018. Yeah. And then 2019, I did all three. I did three years. Shit. That's what I was trying to, trying to figure out. Hold on. I did three years. Yeah. And, and you did those with Paul? With Paul. And, and what was that called? Paul, Paul Sanchez and the Rolling Road Show. Okay. And then, yeah, because at that time we went, Right after that, we went to the studio and did his album, One More Trip Around the Sun. I'm all over. I'm singing. Yeah, I, I saw a lot yeah. of those. Colorado. Colorado. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a big Paul Sanchez fan as well. Oh, yeah. He's, he's Paul's pretty, my boy. Pretty, I love him. And he was good friends with Edgar Jackson. Oh, no shit. Yeah. My old buddy. He passed away recently. But Edgar and Paul were in a band together maybe in high school or. Oh, wow. Pre high school, I'm not. I'm not sure, but Edgar was in that. The press is that right? The press that yeah. was real big in the like late eighties or whatever. Big yeah. in the New Orleans area. Yeah, 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 yeah. They did tour. That was better. I mean, we were. Yeah, we were. Met. No, kids. they 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 went uh, all all across the country. Pour some out for Edgar. That's fucking crazy. I can't believe that the first time you put was that the at, at the time up to then was that the most the the largest audience that you had played in front of. Or performed in front of? No, we did some. We did a festival or two in in uh, Boston that was a little bit more than that. No shit, dude, that's got to be crazy to get up there and do that. But it was it was definitely wild to do it in New Orleans. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I grew up going to jazz fest, right? Going and seeing, and on the Gentilly stage, it wasn't like you know, like yeah, yeah, the little paddock that wasn't like on the paddock stage. Which I know if I were to get one now, it'd be in the. I'd be on the lane yeah, stage or in the tent or something. <laughs> who did so, y'all? Who did y'all uh, like bookend? Who did y'all? Um, or who bookended you guys? Oh Jesus! Do you remember? Um, no. I can't believe that you did that in front of tens of I thousands. I remember of that people. day either. Lionel Richie, I know, time. closed the Acura stage, and I think Lyle Lovett was the same same day. 
He closed oh, the gentilly stage. So he played two sets after us. Jesus. So yeah. And I think last the last time I did it, we had John Cleary. Yeah, it was John Cleary that played after us. I can't remember. Oh, I think every time it's been Alex. So Alex McMurray, who plays with okay. with Paul, usually plays the set before. Yeah, it's a motherfuckers out there. Oh yeah, it's a Jesus. Yeah, and get and now yeah. propose in front of all oh, the people. Right. Oh yeah, the first time you're on that stage oh, in front yeah. of all those people. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Oh. oh. Just y'all are doing uh y'all are a uh, paper chase is doing some kind of festival thing that I I saw. We're doing festival of the bonfires this is, year. Is that a real festival or is that just what they call it? No, it's called Festival of, of the Bonfires mm-hmm. in Lutcher. Apparently this is the this it's the festival that they do around this time when they do the bonfire lighting across the levees. Oh right. I've yeah, gone yeah. to that, yeah. I, when I was a fucking kid hanging out. I went Still, there. I, Chris honestly, honest to God, didn't know it was a thing until literally two years ago. Uh, we took a... We, dude, we took a... The, the year I went, I was probably 19 years old. We took a hayride out there. Like, literally, yeah. in the back of a truck in yeah. hay, smoking pot the whole time, <laughs> and then get out to the fucking bonfires, and that was all we did. We hung out by the bonfire and kept fucking just passing joy. I don't remember getting back. I mean, I was high as shit. <laughs> but... Yeah, it was fun. That's a that's a cool fucking. And then they just burn it all down. Yeah, yeah. And we've so got that, now Wayne Toops. We're opening up for Wayne. Or yeah, no, no, we're closing. closing. Wayne Toops is playing right before us. Oh, dude, should be interesting. Be awesome, because we don't we don't play any swamp pop, and he plays all the swamp pop. <laughs> so we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see how this see how this plays out. So we also you, we're also doing uh this year or this Mardi Gras. We're we're going to be on the news float for the Mad Hatters parade in Metairie. Oh, really? Are you really? Yeah. Oh, that's very cool. excited about that. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty that's good. Be fucking fun. Yeah, it's like what, one of the three parades in Metairie. Yes, you're gonna be on it. That's we're cool. gonna be that's playing true. music on it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait. So do you have to wear like the? Are y'all gonna dress to the nine? Or are you gonna dress Mardi Gras like? Or wh- what are you gonna do? Because we're like, still gonna wear our black and pink. But now, I mean, it's. We now have different looks for paper chase. Oh, I, I've seen it. I've seen it. I'm, I get kind of confused <laughs> yeah, every we, now and then. We definitely have different <laughs> looks for paper chase. I've seen the black and pink on yeah. Facebook. Can, That's so can the three of us dress up as your mascot? Please. Uh, yeah. Not three. So that, only, all, only, all, three all three in only, one costume. Only if Scott dresses up as the toot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Scott's definitely the toot. Oh, yeah. Scott's the toot. Oh, yeah. Don't as mess a, with my toot toot. <laughs> As a poker player, a wad of cash with a rubber band around it makes a lot of sense to me. Very, <laughs> very relatable. Very relatable so, costume. Yeah. You got that. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, you know, we talked about the the bonfire thing, the Mardi Gras parade thing, the the jazz fest. What is, so far, the most, what, what do you think, your opinion, is the either coolest or most rewarding thing that you've done so far as far as performance like what what did you walk away from going that went exactly the fucking way i wanted it to go this podcast <laughs> yeah yeah i'm sure this is top three like that has to be that, this is definitely that has to be three. that experience that you 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 did one one time one night one thing one show and you were like yep that was playing drums for me we fucking nailed it <laughs> yeah <laughs> no uh I, there's a few of them. I mean, I've, I've done. I've been playing music for more than I've been alive. More than half of what my time being alive. Fuck. So that's it's true. Like, yeah. So for me, it's like, how do where where am I going? Uh, the, some of the most memorable ones are like um, 
Jazz Fest when Jazz you Jazz Fest when I propose. Yeah, I was, yeah. I, I'm so glad you said it's that. actually the all, first answer all is when you propose. It's all it's all every time. But I'm every jazz every Jazz Fest yeah. every Jazz Fest no, that I've done. No, just the one where you propose. Has been, the rest yeah. you've forgotten about. Come on. <laughs> she'll listen. She'll understand. She, she'll agree with me too. She'll agree with me too. She'll, but the, you know, obviously, Jazz Fest and proposing. That's the, the big stages have always been something like that. Doing that, there was I can't even remember it because it's been so long ago. But there was one festival in particular that we did. I want to say it was the Bodog Festival, but I might be wrong. No, it was Emergenza Festival at the um, what's the name of that club? Paradise Rock Club in Boston. It's right there on Com Ave. Uh-huh. Uh, all the all the big wigs when you're coming into town. There's two places you play. You either play the Middle East downstairs or you play uh, uh, Paradise Rock Club. The Paradise Rock Club was bigger. Had like, you know you could fit a couple thousand people in there. Whereas Shit. Paradise, you could do eight sixty. Yeah. I know what that number is because when we did our CD release for Full Tilt, we were sold out for that show. Shit. So that's how I know that. Fuck. <laughs> so there's there's that. Um, first time playing downstairs for the Middle East was probably one of those two. There's a couple of things like I've gone back. I've been like, there's a couple of people that have passed, and so there's a few like, yeah, like uh, there was a guy that gave us a real break in a place called Gardner, Massachusetts, and he just passed. Derek Drown, he just passed like literally two weeks ago. Oh, random like heart attack thing, and he gave us our first break in Western Massachusetts. Yeah. So like it was playing a little small festival they had out there sure. where it was he was the guy that owned the that was like the main radio guy. Oh yeah, yeah. And like he would he was promoting and he was always promoting our shows every time we went out there. That's cool. That's one. Um but it's also like doing small shows like playing uh has been like some private parties that I can talk that I can't really talk about really. Right, right. But like where it's more like, you know, having those more intimate settings yeah. so where you can like kind of just hang and do stuff. Uh, we played, I played with, with Terry. This was a cool one. I played for Terry at a private event that was in a, uh, it was in uh, Springfield, Massachusetts. And it was a old train depot. No shit. Yeah. That's cool. That was really cool. It's usually like that, that type. Yeah. That kind of, yeah. Like something something really weird. Yeah. Like Going to, but it's also things like playing. Like I got to go finally go into uh, uh, Rosser's studio, yeah, and being able to like oh. pick up Rosser's guitar and like actually record That's stuff with cool. Rosser's guitar. And yeah. I'm like, all right, That's, <laughs> it's those kind of things we talked about him <laughs> last week. So I it's love like there's small, there's like there's there's a whole bunch of them. I couldn't really pin it down. I mean, obviously. The one that where I where I proposed is the sure, one that yeah. sticks out the most. But out of outside of that, I mean, they they really are they're all special to it in a certain way. Yeah. It's just it's not, you know. What about the opposite end of the prism where you walked out and you were like, "That whole thing was fucked up. Fuck this place. Give, I'm out of here." Give him twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> How much time do we have left? <laughs> you should have seen last week. No. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're on the top uh, podcast uh, recorded in this neighborhood. Uh, in, <laughs> in this neighborhood, as far I, as we know. When I found out where you lived, I was worried that I actually hit golf balls into your backyard. You probably did. <laughs> you, are you a golfer? Yes. Oh, we should go play golf. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> so we'll go play we'll go play poker and we'll play golf. Yeah, there you and, go. And then And then we'll come back then, to this table and we'll talk all about it and Scott will just go. I'll do this a lot. You and Scott play. <laughs> yeah. You and Scott oh, sorry, play. I'm sorry, I'm going to hit this button. 
See, I don't even know. See, about. I don't know. <laughs> you and Scott play music. You and I will go into a WSOP event, and you and Travis can go play golf. Yeah, I'm in. I'll play poker too. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. The last time Travis and I got to play together, we played a tournament. We both final tabled it. I was like, Jesus, oh, wow. he, he hadn't lost it. The dude hadn't played in three years. That a boy. Final table. That a boy. Every tournament I've played in at, yeah, but uh, it's Harris, season, season, yeah, it was season. it was Harris. Yeah. Then I've cashed. I've yeah. never not cashed, but I just never go play. You know, don't yeah. You know, everybody looks at me. I I never <laughs> cashed. I don't know. <laughs> I never cashed either. We're gonna get together. I've never, I've never go, done tournaments. I've only just sat at a table for hours. See, I, I and I can't stand a cash game. I wanna, I wanna play in a tournament because I know how much I'm risking. You know, yeah. It, the whole time you'd be like, here, it's already done. I, I, I have, I have put <laughs> in, in now. I have put in my whatever amount of dollars, and I will not lose any more than that. Yes, but I will probably win more than that, and that's. Got to get out of those cash streets. That's where the money is. Uh, yeah. Oh, got to get out of those cash streets. I just, I'm not good at, I'm not good at that game. <laughs> that, that game. It's my boy over here. It's my boy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Tournaments are fun, but they're hard, man. You oh, got to finish the top three <laughs> to make it worthwhile. And you could go into a cash right. game, play for two hours, and yeah, I'm with you. I just, yeah. I don't, I don't play well in those games. I never know when to leave. I, I get so bored sitting there. That's when you got to start splashing around with like right. nine five the suited. Last, the last time I did that, I lost my entire stack to Morris. And then the turn comes. Morris oh, and then you're like, really? what the yeah. hell? I'm just trying to see how, how long it takes before Scott goes, seriously, guys. I just checked out. I, <laughs> yeah, the, the last time I played. I'm, I'm listening for keywords, and that's about it. The last time I played in a cash game at Harris, it was before COVID. Uh, I sat there. I was there for Same hours, here. hours. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I was kind of up and down and up and down and up and down, but I, I built a little stack and there yeah. was there was two people to my right that were terrible that just kept winning. Fuck. Just just playing hands they shouldn't and, and I was right. waiting and I'm like waiting. It was, it was probably waiting. me. It was probably <laughs> me. <laughs> Maybe. Waiting for them to overplay their two pair like they've been doing the right. whole time and and I I had a, a decent hand, you know, a couple of raises and I, I'm not even paying attention to the other of the other seven people at the table, I'm right. watching these two. You're idiots. targeting those two people. Yep, and they fucking and got you with the river, huh? A, a bet and a raise, and I re-raise, and it all everything ends up in the middle. Yeah, and all I had was I had three kings, but yeah, I knew it was going to be enough. Yeah. I knew, and it was you know two were in my hand, and I knew it right. was going to beat both of them. But Morris Chestnut was sitting at the <laughs> other side of the table. And he had a fucking straight that I I didn't even know he was in the hand. Right, and that's the last time I played cash. And I'm like, I'm, I just. I, I I get so focused on these two idiots, right? And right. So bored with the game that that you let just, Morris yeah. Chestnut take yeah. you down. Yep, of all did. things. But he is a very good looking man. <laughs> <laughs> he looked great doing it, taking all your chips. <laughs> mm, yeah, <laughs> Morris Chestnut. Uh, real fast, original music. What's yep. going on? I haven't written an original song in two years. That's not what I asked you. What's I know. Going <laughs> What's going on with I'm original? Just telling music? you, I haven't written an original song in two years. I have haven't. Some, I it's have not some song ideas. It's not. It's not for lack of trying. It's just. That <laughs> I have some ideas. It actually is for lack of trying. <laughs> I've been. I've been. I've been so. I. You know. It's. It, there's not enough time in the day these these days. I have a bunch of stuff written here in the phone. Yeah. Like this is the best thing in the world to have. You can sit here and you can type all day and type everything's here. But to actually take what I've taken here and put it to melody and chords right. i haven't i haven't even started because every time i every time i turn around somebody's like can you can you uh can you 
come and play guitar on this? Or can you come right. and play? Can you come can you sing look over on these documents? This? Can, can you, you look on these? <laughs> right. Hey, yeah. you got a trial next week. Uh, <laughs> so, right. you know, it's those, it's those types of things. But it's still happening. I still have a really awesome band that I like to play with, uh, with Chad Shell on mm-hmm. the drums. And I have uh, Cornell Williams on bass. Which is absolutely a, a beast. Yeah, he too. plays in the uh, John Cleary's. He's John Cleary's bass player. Oh, okay, yeah. I was like, I know that name. And I love the band. Way. You know, John Herbert on harmonica. Make it really, really interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. Well, you carved out a couple hours for us, so thank you. We know you're very busy. Uh, no, I we love We appreciate it. you being here. Hey, no problem. I no do have problem. A, I do have a question for you, though. Sure. Uh, what are some potential implications of artificial intelligence replacing <laughs> human attorneys. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, Just that's AI like, to, to write that question? I did right get now. AI to write that uh, question. Oh, what? That's like, uh, I hope it happens. Let's talk about, uh, cri- let's talk about crypto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's there's, there's two, two things our listeners hate when we get onto is AI and crypto. AI and crypto. Yeah. So we don't talk about it. Good. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm one of those that don't like talking about AI or crypto. So <laughs> anymore, appreciate that. You're in the right place. <laughs> of course, had you been here three weeks ago, it would have been a different story. But yeah, it probably would have been. We've turned over a new leaf. Yep. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I'm surprised you haven't figured out to just make this thing do itself. Do itself via, via AI. Scott, Scott just Scott, knows how to do. Scott's that. working Scott's on that trying. already. Yeah. <laughs> Scott's already. He's got enough recordings of the two of you right. to be able to make that. He'll happen. cut us right. <laughs> out and he won't have to keep that gate. Yeah. I, yeah. Right. Good God. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta have. <laughs> I gotta have surgery, and I'm thinking about if I'm gonna miss a show. Should we do like a best of show? And so I was like, well, I wonder if I can get all the clips. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> and just cut up the funniest stuff and then put it into a show. Do we have funniest stuff to put into a show? Yeah, no. I mean, funny's relative. That's the thing, yeah. right? Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was just me. Do you? Uh, so I, we're gonna I probably. Have, I, own, I own a little bit of, of Bitcoin. Do you? <laughs> you uh oh! <laughs> you you knocked week. on the wrong door. <laughs> it's been a good week for you. It's been a great week for me. <laughs> it's been a very good week. It's been a very good. Why has it been a good week for you? But it's not been a good week for me. I don't understand that. He obviously has more. <laughs> Should it be increment? Shouldn't it be if it goes up, it goes up all around? Is it only Justin's? Yeah, but if yes, you only have only like point oh 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 one, yeah, you don't feel does, it like he yeah. does. Yeah. But it should say it. Should, the arrow should point up, right? Yeah, yes. my arrow still points down. Oh man, I saw one of these. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You feel that way? <laughs> and I know it happens with age. It, it happens to men. Your age. <laughs> 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 I saw a screenshot of one of the one of these maniacs who plays really high stakes poker. Sure, a screenshot of his Bitcoin wallet the other day on Twitter that he posted or whatever. And because of the past couple of weeks that it's had, he had he had over six hundred million, and literally over the course of like the past month, it was up like one hundred and thirty million off of that base of I guess five hundred and whatever million. I don't know math, whatever. So yeah, he had made fucking outrageous money. Are you feeding right now? No, I'm just letting you know. He's fucking <laughs> rich guy. Big 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 money in the bank. Uh all right, so what's his name? First and last. First and last. I think it was in last. <laughs> la 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 la. Right. <laughs> so promoting. What, what what how should people find you, Justin? How should people locate you? Uh, look for the bands that are where where are you, you going to be tomorrow where are you going to be next so you can go on my website justinmolison 
gmail.com. You can find me on all Instagrams. Uh, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on uh, MySpace. Uh, yeah. yeah. MySpace. <laughs> uh, Put me in your top ju- eight. <laughs> Justin Molas on music. Put me in your top eight. You can also find you can also find Paper Chase, which is the main act uh, that you can see everywhere. Uh, PaperChaseNola.com, PaperChaseNola on all the platforms. I think Woody has a grinder account under PaperChaseNola, <laughs> but I'm not 100% sure on that. We'll OnlyFans? Does, does he have a... Well, that's Leo. Only, Leo's yeah. got the OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah, he might have. <laughs> He's a nice looking guy. Yes. Uh, granny's Only page, no. Yeah, gr- Granny's Own. Farmers Only. <laughs> granny's Fan Farmers, I think that's only. Ted's. Uh, <laughs> might, might I'll have to get him on to talk about that. <laughs> But I mean, yeah, there's, those are really the main two. You'll see me in a bunch of different things, though. Like I've got, I'll I'll go and um, play in a band called Home Run Jack, which is Teddy and Brandon and Leo and Wait, my buddy Bore? or no, no Brandon Loop, Brandon Loop, Brandon Loop on the drums, and uh, and this guy Bobby Sotil, who who's uh, one of the bartenders over at Brass Monkey. And then I have a, and then I play with him in another band with a bunch of guys from Slidell called Two Piece Dark Meat the Delta Variant. What is it called? Two Piece Dark Meat the Delta Variant. Oh, <laughs> the Delta Variant. <laughs> uh, you do the Led Zeppelin thing still, right? I still have Mothership. Mothership. I forgot all that. we we still have Mothership. An hour and a half and never talked about Mothership. Still got Mothership. That's yeah. a Led Zeppelin tribute band. Is it? Yeah. That's in June. In June. Woody's, Woody's, I'm sorry, not June. That's in January. Oh, I get those time, every time, once in a while. That's my dyslexia going off. Awesome. January 23rd at Southport. January at Southport Hall. Southport Hall. And then July and, uh, 3rd at Southport Hall. July 3rd at Southport. And also the Oasis Verve tribute with Terry is and Peter Klett from Candlebox will be opening that show on the 23rd. Wait. Really? <laughs> yes. Wait, so you, you sort of just glossed over that. Yeah. Say that again. <laughs> say that all again. So that so I'm the, I'm also in an Oasis tribute, and it has uh, Brent Arsmith on drums. It's got Teddy on bass. Interesting. It's got Terry McDermott on vocals, and it's got Peter Klett from Candlebox on other guitar. No shit. So so Terry and Peter had a band together. Lotus right. Crush. Lotus Crush. Are they still playing? Or yes. Okay. And I, I tend to be playing with them, apparently, oh. when they How did you are supposed to be nice. doing some shows. Coming I can't up. end oh, the show. Nice. I'm trying, but I can't end it. How did, <laughs> I know. How did I got a million Terry, questions. How did you and Terry hook up? I, maybe men men of a similar ilk. <laughs> uh, Dave Irwin, uh, he, was, he was playing a show with Adam at what is now Whiskey Cowboy, but was Walloos. And Terry and Dave Irwin are good friends. And I'm good friends with Dave Irwin, and he sat me down, and the three of us had a conversation that night, and we talked about Rosser for about an hour, uh, because he was still having it, because Dave-O used to be his guitar player in the Bonfires, so we had a long, and he was really having a hard time when he passed with all of that, so he and I chatted for about an hour and whatnot, and I was like, dude, you should start playing some music. He was like, I would if I had a guitar player, and I was like, hi, nice to meet you. There you go. (laughs) And so that happened, and from there it was it turned into that, Fuck and then God. from there it was you know hey come play guitar with yeah, holy shit, everybody dude everybody in that industry just knows everybody in that industry it's fucking wild. Dave O taught me one thing when I would go to 
<laughs> when I was 18, right before I left to go up to Boston, and we were doing the Tuesday night or Thursday night karaoke over at what was <sighs> Keystones. You're about, to, <laughs> you're about to blow my mind. Go ahead. Rock and roll karaoke. <laughs> rock and roll karaoke. I went to that at a bunch Keystones. of times. I, so yeah. I, would, I would go and do rock and roll karaoke with, with Davo and Chad and Phil Wang. And we would do things like Jeff Buckley's Grace. And we'd do like Jeff Buckley's Last Goodbye and shit like that there. Yeah. And we would co- get, get off the stage. And one of the things that he always, that Davo told me, he was like, before you leave to go to Boston, I have one thing to tell you. He's like, learn to hang. Whatever yeah. you do. Learn to hang. It doesn't matter if you suck playing your instrument. It doesn't matter anything at all. <laughs> so long as you know actually how to hang with the people that are around you, right. you'll make it through in this business. And he taught me that on that day. And from that moment, I was like, done. Dude, it's amazing because it really is unbelievable. You guys all, like <coughs> even Chad last week, Scott all the time, you guys all say the same like 30 names all the time, and I'm like, it's the same group of people. That's it's, it's basically New running Orleans shit. Mu- New Orleans yeah. music, yeah, pretty that's much. Wild, yeah. So, so Keystones became the dive bar. Yes, yeah. And we brought rock and roll karaoke back. I was actually working with LJ there when we brought that back. It's right before I ended up taking that position. I took it at Razoo. LJ and I were going to buy that bar, and he ended up buying Moby's instead. Yeah. But yeah, we brought. Rock and roll karaoke back. Uh, that must have been two thousand nine. Yeah, that sounds accurate. Yeah, yeah. They, they, used to they go still to that. have they still have my mixer there. <laughs> and they had and when I was when I first came back, one of the first places that booked me to play solo was the dive bar in like 2012, 2013. No shit. Yeah. Give that a full circle. I was probably yeah. at that show. I'm telling you, I used to go there all the time. To the dive bar? Yeah, they used to run poker on Sunday nights. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> I used to play in that game. Did you also play the one over at uh, what's let's, Revival? Let's or not, whatever yes. Cheers and Revival. Yep. Let's not out Dave Gordon poker game. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave Gordon, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. I yeah, see. <laughs> Full circle. Full circle. All right. Well. uh... That does it for this episode of the Look at Jeffrey podcast. Go check. I out. still don't understand what this, what the name of this thing is about. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, that's makes, right. We never. It makes we zero. Had a, we had a couple makes, minutes. It makes zero sense <laughs> to me. So not not a single person so, in here is named Jeffrey, and I'm like, I'm I'm the, not looking at a single individual named Jeffrey. So I guess spot. if we're gonna do this with new people, we probably have to explain. Yeah. That's what the that funniest means. fucking part. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> No, I, we, we should do it off the air, no, so, so that we can do it for every oh, yeah. guest that knows nothing about the show. Because right. if they if if we say, "Hey, we had Justin on. Listen to this. Do you want to come on?" Then they're going to hear the part where we tell them. Yeah, you think they're going to listen all the way to the end to listen to Justin talk? I mean, listen to the man; he's brilliant. <laughs> they're not, they're, they're, they're going to get past the original song and be like, "Who's this asshole?" Click. <laughs> do you mean the intro song that the, I, that I sang? Yes. Is that what you mean? That's yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> the earworm in the very beginning of the podcast. <laughs> Have we gotten any um any money from that from Spotify for all the plays yet? <laughs> not yet. No, nope, not yet. No, all right. We still have about a million more plays, and then <laughs> to get uh, a nickel. Yeah, then we're gonna, to, to we'll get, get, get our nickel back. Penny, <laughs> right? We'll to get a nickel back. back. Ha ha. You like that? Hi, huh? guy. It's <laughs> crickets, please. Well, we all do want to be rock stars. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. Well, hey, dude. Thanks for coming on. And if you thanks, y'all. This was this has been 
This has been interesting. This is walk down memory, walk down memory lane, y'all. Thank you, I appreciate well, that, it. That's what we do. We Thanks, guys. Have you on? I appreciate it. Tell a story. It's been fun. I'm now, now I know I'm gonna have to go play golf with you, and I'm definitely gonna have to go hit a table. Yeah, at let's some do point. this. Yeah, and I'll just watch. and then I guess I'll, I'll just I'll, watch y'all. I'll do eventually things. play music. You'll have with to play you. music, Scott, yeah. at some point. At some point, <laughs> you and Justin and Chad Gilmore have yeah. to play together. We'll do it at Troyer's studio. Uh, yes, because I, that was one I did, of the things I, I did I told hear Chad. a little bit of that on. I said, on, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, hold on, if we let me just go in the middle. Good call. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I said that dude needs to record a song for me. Yeah, he does. Troyer definitely needs. I recorded a, uh, a three-song demo at Troyer. So the first thing I ever did, every the first record I ever did was when I was 18. By the way, our our, our fun fact, Garrick corrected us. Troyer is younger than us. Oh, he's younger than me. Yeah, he told me. So yeah. Everybody is. Fucking this guy. <laughs> that dude recorded, like, I was 18, so he was 17, and recorded my first record at in his, like, garage place. Jesus. And uh, it, and it sounds great, still to this day. Teddy will tell you. Mine sounds really good. Like, that like, dude is... Sh- it's shocking. And it was the first time I yeah. did, like... Okay. Where, where is it? Let me say this. Where way. is it? <laughs> is it out there? It's in the ether. No, I never released it. Why? Let's break one here. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Come on. No. Because there's there's better recordings. I'll of teach them. you how to play golf. <laughs> Out there somewhere. I may need that, to be honest with you. You'll teach him how to play golf. You don't think this dude I'm, can play I, everything? No, I can't. I my and my handicap is a twenty four. See, I don't know what that means. Is it good? Is that good? It's it's great. All right. <laughs> Just smile and nod. I just all, that's, that's what I've been doing for the last. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My handicap is this show. Hour and 32. <laughs> thanks for listening. But do.